the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast with me, Jorma Kirko, and him, this week's birthday boy, Ray Mack. We're recording down in James Joyce, as usual. It's Friday, Jimmy, Irish pub, Istanbul, James Joyce. Our sponsors, and also, you can find us on Grow Radio UK, home of the biggest selection of podcasts, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Gemster. Yes, and for this first show of the autumn on a very wet, first wet day that we've had so far, right? Uh, we're more packed than a Malaysian KFC on a Friday night. Um, all the listeners in Malaysia will get that one for sure. Um, we've got a special episode today with Morgan Freeman reading us another one of his poems. And we find out how Greg and Emily got on at the Pampas Grass party last month. And we have a Hollywood celebrity asking Hansi for advice. Okay, Shakers, let's go and check out what Morgan Freeman has got in store for us this week. Hi there, Shakers. It's fall, and that's my absolute favorite time of the year. It gives a man time to reflect upon his life as the summer fades. Frank Sinatra once sang a song called It Was a Very Good Year, and he used the seasons of the year as an extended metaphor for the aging process. In short... Time's running out, and we need to embrace it. So when Yorma and Ray asked if I would write a poem about the fall, that song inspired me, so I penned this poem full of autumnal imagery. But is it really about the fall, or is it more deep and about life and stuff? I'll let you decide. Autumn or Fall by Morgan Freeman. The time of year is called Autumn or Fall leaves tumble and trees look tall or short you see i like all types i must remember to buy baby wipes the trees they shed their clothes so fast like ladies i knew in the past naked as the day they were born it's better for your eyes than watching porn pumpkins plump and oh so round in my hands bags of pleasure abound pumpkins always lead to the pie I'm so excited I want to die. Squirrels gather their nuts in a rush. They need to hide them in a bush, protect the nuts and keep them dry. We'll have a fall feast. Oh my, oh my. So in the fall, let's all have fun. But be sure, that oven has no bun. With giggles and laughter, we will play. If you know where to look, it's a ride a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, the lo lovely poem there, wasn't it? <laughs> Jimmy, it's better for your eyes than watching porn. <laughs> Our Morgan has a way with words. But Jimmy, did you fall for it? Did you fall for it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, I, I love with that though. I, I love how uh, the start of each stanza uh, actually does sound like it's about autumn, but by the time he's got to line four, it's got something mm. to do with his extracurricular activities. Um, but, but I'm loving, I'm loving, loving, absolutely loving the uh, Morgan Freeman segment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of people are liking it. Got quite a good response. Yeah. Uh, last week and a couple of people put requests in uh, so you can do that as well if you're listening at home um, Morgan has said that he will write a poem on any topic basically so long as you give him a few days 
Um, so we've uh, got a bit of a backlog at the moment of people waiting for things, but he has uh, delivered mm. next week's poem already. I'm not going to spoil that one. Uh, we're going to mention it a bit later anyway. Wow, great. Unbelievable. Anyway, Jimmy, speaking about birthdays, mm-hmm. how did it go? How did you enjoy your birthday? Mine, yeah, it was good. It was really good. Uh, it was a quiet one, really, but we went out didn't we on the Friday for a curry and that was nice Saturday and Sunday didn't do a great deal afterwards but uh, yeah it was peaceful a few nice people yeah, lo- turned lovely up lovely bunch well. of lads and lassies weren't there yeah 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 um, not always a big fan of my birthday but this year didn't seem to bother me at all I think couldn't and have been and it made a change uh, Indian restaurant and I chose some nice I'm good at choosing Indian food aren't I Jimmy mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Well, we did well with that one, didn't we? Because uh, it it was a biob, wasn't it? A bring your own booze. And um, really difficult trying to find out online if these Indian restaurants do booze or not. But uh, one of them said we could bring our own. I don't even think they charge us for it, you know. Yeah, well, good. I thought like it was just if they're to uncork, blah, blah, blah. Which yeah. they didn't do, actually. I, I brought a few cans with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armour brought... Uh, and uh, a couple of Nancy boy hands with them. Was it Dex? Yeah, uh, I bought Which them I... for. I bought them for him. Oh, Jimmy, that is Nancy boy. Oh, Jesus Christ, that is one gross can. I Sa- says you who drinks the uh, far superior Carlsberg and Tuborg and F. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Come on now. Anyway, speaking about um, uh, Indian. Mm. It was actually quite nice. I loved it. Now, I'm not a big fan of Indian, especially spicy, but you did choose uh, some nice uh, dishes for me, and I was mm. quite pleased with that. And I felt great the next day, really yeah, yeah. tip-top, even though we went to the James Joyce afterwards, and we had a few more scoops there until uh, midnight. Yeah, I was expecting to feel a bit rough the next day, but it wasn't too bad, actually. It was good. So what about anyway, you? Anyway, last night, last yeah. night, yeah. I knew you were going to get around to that. You had the Indian, Jimmy. I went full-on Italiano. Now, oh, I kicked did, yeah. off my evening. Yeah, I kicked off my evening in Besitas in a in uh, sorry in a uh, Italian restaurant called Paper Moon. I mm-hmm. had a lovely uh, tortellini skewers for starters. Tortellini a... skewers. Hey, yeah, tortellini skewers. Yeah. I've never heard yeah. of that. Sounds like a mix of Turkish and Italian. Yeah, exactly. And it was followed, Jimmy, by uh, a scrum diddly rumptious uh, lasagna, which I've hadn't for ages and ages. Mm-hmm. And I uh, washed that down with a few vinos. Nice few bottles of wine, eh? Yeah, and then we headed off, Jimmy, to a, a place called uh, oh, Dala. Shafaka, that's quite close to your village. Dara Shafaka. Yeah, Dara Shafaka. Yeah, and it's uh, it's actually quite close to your house. Yeah, and it is. there is a lovely amphitheater there. Uh, it's actually a, a closed one, not an open one. And All that right. was a concert. Yeah, I kept it Italian. I went to a pivotal Italian legendary singer, Jimmy, called Adriano Chiliatano. Say that again. Adriano Chilentano. Chilentano. Okay. Very good. C-E-L-E-N-T-A-N-O. I mean, this guy is a legend, Jimmy. Pivotal. Uh, He was on fire last night. And uh, tracks like Susanna. Oh, that fella. 
Dormi amore azzurro confesse and I want to know. I want to know. So on, so on. Jimmy, I was with the good missus. She got the tickets for me and mm-hmm. I swear, Jimmy, I was right up in the front. VIP section. You know what VIP stands for, don't you? Very impotent penis. Very <laughs> Irish person. All right, okay. I didn't actually know that I'd got the VIP section. I was right up in the front, right in front of the stage where it was all mm-hmm. happening. This guy was on fire. And I was with, uh, thanks to the missus, by the way, for the uh, tickets. And uh, with one of her friends from her workplace, with her husband, who's Greek, Jimmy. And he's a big fan of Adriana Chilipano. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, that bloke is around 65, 64. And he says, he is in my bollocks he is 85 jimmy oh wow this guy he looked like mick jagger on stage on acid (laughs) jesus christ slim well dressed Mm -hmm. and he was moving around and bopping around jimmy incredible i was all round italian last night for my birthday Incredible night, Jimmy. Oh, molto bene. Were they? Uh, were there many people there? No, uh, it wasn't actually full. Right. The rafters. I'd say it was three quarters. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was incredible, Jimmy. Absolutely fantastic. Merci. Many thanks uh, to the uh, wife for the tickets and the VIP treatment and the Italian in. Great night, Jimmy. Mm, good. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Would you be up for a bit of a uh, true or false? Yeah, why not? Eh? Why not? Before we get onto our chlamydia themed show. Uh, yeah, let's go. Top was the longest running group with an unchanged lineup the entire history of popular music. Um, I know they were going a long time, uh, they were only a three piece as well. Yeah, two of them were brothers, I think. Yeah, uh, it's easier to stick together if there are only three of you. Um, they were going a long time. I don't I, think two I'm, of them. Were, I don't think two of them were brothers, but we can check that out later on. All right. One, one, one of them. Brothers. One of them was called Frank Beard, wasn't he? I remember that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and one of them didn't have a beard. I've no idea if yeah, that was but, uh, Frank. That or... was yeah. Ironically, in theory, Frank Beard he preferred to maintain uh, the uh, clean-shaven look. All right. Okay. And I he like was it. the only member, like you said, who didn't have mm. a beard, even though his name was beard. Frank Beard. Now that's that's one that'd fool you, isn't it? In the middle of the night, um, I'm gonna go for yes. I'm gonna say that that's true because I don't remember ever hearing about anybody leaving. Yeah, true as a day that's in it. Vocalist, guitarist uh, Billy Gibbons. That's right. drummer Frank Beard. Mm-hmm. Bassist, vocalist Dusty Hill, who actually, Lord have mercy on his beautiful soul, he passed away uh, 2021. Right, Dusty Bin. 
Dusty Hill. <laughs> Dust, Dusty Bin was the one with that. Yeah, exactly. Three, two, one. <laughs> yeah, it was. Dusty Hill. <laughs> Taking the piss. She was a legend, yeah? Yeah, Come I shouldn't on. do that. Sorry about that, Dusty. Forgiven. Yeah, <laughs> Gibbons and Hill matching appearances. They both wore sunglasses, hats with long beards. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, it was uh, the television well, that, channel. Well, that was always a gibbon, wasn't it? That they would appear that way. <laughs> I give you, you give me in a minute. Good boy. <laughs> it was the television channel MTV mm-hmm. uh, that made them prominent artists in the 90s, 80 pop culture, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Give me all your loving, cheap sunglasses, legs, sharp dressed man, Lagrange, and the classic from the 70s, Tush. All hit tunes, Jimmy. I don't know the last one. Yeah, give me some Tush. No, don't, I didn't know that. I wonder, what was he talking about? Meaning... Angina. Family show, Jimmy. Yeah, I know. That's why I, that's why I <laughs> use that word instead of saying vagina. Question number two. <laughs> Kangaroos. Oh, great. Oh, you're liking it. Okay, we're just going to hop straight into this, Jimmy. Great. Kangaroos use their John Thomas as a fifth leg. <laughs> Look at the smiley face on you. <laughs> it's false. It's like your birthday all over again. It is. It is. Uh. <laughs> Let's repeat it for the audience. Shakers, Jimmy, kangaroos use their John Thomas as a fifth leg. True or false? Well, they use the tail as the fifth leg, don't they? Uh, but you know, an interesting thing in in German, actually, the word for tail and uh, John Thomas is Schwanz. It's the same word. Um, really, yeah. So, so in German, I would definitely say true. But uh, no, <laughs> it's the tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good lad. They use their tails, Jimmy, as uh, a fifth leg. Their muscular tail is used for balance when hopping. And as another limb, when moving about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, they, Jimmy, they use their tail when swimming. Yeah, you're right. They are great swimmers. Mm-hmm. Plus uh, excellent hearing and keen eyesight, Jimmy. Yeah, and boxers as well. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty funny animals, Jimmy. Oh, they, really... hop all, they hop all over the place. Mm-hmm. They're so mis. Jeremy Muscular. <laughs> They're so muscular. It looks like they've been hanging out. At the gym, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) They even have their own built-in fanny packs in form of pouches. Do the the men as well, or is it just the the ladies? I'm not even sure about that. Yeah, we'll see. uh, uh, Jimmy, they also have amusing uh, names. For example, male kangaroos is known as the Buck Boomer. Mm Jack or old man. A female kangaroo is a doe, jill, or mm. a flyer. And a baby is called... A joey. Uh, a joey, yeah. And in addition to hopping, Jimmy, the males, yeah, it's the males, they get into all this boxing match thing mm-hmm. with each other, trying mm-hmm. to impress the female of the species, Jimmy. Yes. Sounds quite like a lot of people we know, actually, doesn't it? Yeah, Jimmy, I mean... why did... Sorry, I know you are begging Harper to get in but why did what did Skippy say when he missed the train I don't know what did Skippy say when he missed the train 
That's what Hello. he said. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Have you ever seen a kangaroo, Ray? Real life? Never in my life, Jimmy. Yeah, I've seen a few. We went to, I think about six or seven years ago, we went to uh, a wildlife reserve in Australia and we saw a few. And But you just see them. You just see them running around in the fields, especially at dawn and dusk as well. And uh, But it was it was good there. This huge kangaroo sanctuary and they had uh, a wombat and they're a lot bigger than you think they're going to be. And uh, koalas as well. And koalas are incredibly cute, but you've got to be careful when you hold them. Do you, do you know why? No. Well, do you remember that guy that I used to work with, that mad Welshman who used to piss and shit himself all the time and then just carry on as if he hadn't piss and shat himself? Well, um, koalas are the same. Uh, they piss about every 90 seconds. So you're just holding them and they just piss on you. and that's the, <laughs> So you've got to watch how you hold them so that, they, you know, they're John Thomas or uh, a cute angina are pointing in a different direction. So, Sometimes, Jimmy, when, you, when you're drinking with me, uh, you remind me of a kangaroo. You're, really? you're quite, you're quite jumpy. Yeah, can be. And can be. Uh, you're a bit optimistic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you need. Have, have you any? Have you any more shit puns in your pouch? <laughs> I fucking have. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mm. it's my birthday today, pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, cheers, Jimmy. Cheers, Chin Chin. Good skills, Chin Chin. Good skills. Uh, you may remember, I think it was about a month ago, that uh, last time that we met the hapless Greg, um, the reluctant stud, really, that he found himself at um, a rather unusual party with one or two famous names. And... Um, I think when he was invited to a spit roast, he was expecting a barbecue, which tended to work out a little bit different. So anyway, um, we're going to go over now to, um, with, the, with the help of uh, Declan and Mowgli, they found out how he dealt with the aftermath of that party. Good skills uh, to those two and Cross Malina. Good morning, sir. How can I help you today? Well, you, you see, there's been this discomfort, uh, a, a sort of burning sensation. Okay. And when did this start? Uh, y- yesterday. Uh, I can't help but wonder if it was due to an a- an encounter I recently had at a party. Maybe. When did you...? Yesterday morning. Uh, I-, I was watching Sky News when I suddenly needed to visit the lavatory and observed a white, cloudy, almost watery discharge from the tip of my pit. Greg? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it's you. Sapphire, uh, I mean, Emily, I, I didn't know you were a chemist. Do go on, sir. You were describing your symptoms. Uh, symptoms, yes, right. Well, uh, speaking of symptoms, uh, as a keen ornithologist, uh, I wonder if you knew that you can tell if Canada geese are unwell due to a gloopy eye discharge, a bit like on my pig. Oh, yes. I seem to remember you telling me that at Hansi's wee soiree. Greg knows Russell Crowe, you know. And a lot of other famous people. Is that right? Uh, yes. I I don't really know why, but everywhere I go, I meet celebrities like Phil Mitchell off EastEnders and Nadine Dorius, Hugh Edwards, and that James Corden. You know, the one that you were doing oh, that? Yes, the fondue. I couldn't get enough of that. Greg, 
Do you remember that delicious? Look, uh, I wasn't aware that you two were acquaintances. Um, if you don't mind, can we get back to the matter at hand, please? Your symptoms. We probably do need to address this rather promptly, I think. Can you get the phone, please, Emily? Licky and pharmacy. As I was saying, I have a discharge and it's rather painful when I urinate with my penis. I see. Well, based on your symptoms, I think you should go to the clinic as soon as possible and avoid sexual contact with anybody until we've established what the infection is. You can pick up the prescription. And you may want to speak to some of your recent sexual partners as it does rather sound like chlamydia, I'm afraid. Chlamydia? Chlamydia? But, but hey... Through genital-to-genital sexual contact or other fickle climaxes, I'm reliably informed. I'm sorry to break that to you. Please excuse me, that's the telephone. Licky M Pharmacy. Greg, we need to talk about this. And I think we need to get in touch with some of those friends of yours, especially Nadine Dorius, Tom Cruise and uh, Mrs O'Leary. And you, Edwards. And my old headmistress, uh, Mrs Drinkwater. And James Corden. What a huge bummer. Thank goodness, for, for both our sakes, that I said no to him when he tried it on. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to sit down now. I didn't even know it was that kind of party. I thought it was a barbecue. Spit roast has two meanings. Why do people always want to have intercourse with me? <laughs> Jimmy, Greg back. <laughs> with a burning, with a burning sensation and discomfort. Oh yeah, absolutely! I bet he felt a real prick, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Greg. Emily, I, I... Emily, it should be. Tell me, Emily Saffron. Mm. Sa- sapphire, <laughs> sapphire, sapphire. Although she is a bit spicy. <laughs> Working in the licky, in the chemist. Oh, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do people always want to have intercourse with me? <laughs> I know he's, he's the most innocent guy in the world, isn't he? But wherever he goes, it's either Phil Mitchell trying to yeah. stick a toilet brush into an intimate place, or <laughs> somebody taking him to a swingers party. And did you anyway. know, Jimmy, that this was the first time I met our Greg at your birthday party? Yeah, yeah. last week it was the first time meeting face to face. With yes. the voice behind mm-hmm. our Greg. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice, wasn't it? Thank you. Well, top lad. Yeah. It's a running theme, Shakers. Let's go over and see what Hansi's got for us right now. You're breaking my heart. I couldn't if I tried. And Hansi's problem today has been sent in by audio from a very famous name. Dear Hansi, I desperately need your advice. I'm a major Hollywood star and global icon, but I'm writing to you in the aftermath of a Goodwill interview that has left me more shaken than a pair of Madrileño maracas. You may have heard about the incident with that Australian jerk, Logan Bogan. I agreed to sit down for an interview, thinking it would be a standard promotional gig for my latest movie. I wanted to help the guy out as his career had taken a slump after a documentary he ill-advisedly made about period pants went menstrual on him. But instead, I found myself in a verbal skirmish that spiraled out of control faster than Maverick's fighter jet. I admit, Hansi, I may have said some things that weren't exactly politically correct, 
But was that a reason for Logan to punch me in the face on live television? There's a hierarchy in these things, and Z-listers don't get to assault A-listers. He made the wrong call. We did a half-hour chat where I spoke about what a lot of great work I do advocating for minorities like refugees, the people of Japan, who mean so much to me and women. Yet I feel like I've been framed, set up to take the fall for a publicity stunt gone horribly wrong. How do I salvage my reputation when I'm now known as Tom Bruce, the guy who got decked by Logan Bogan? How do I make the world see that I'm not some egomaniacal dictator, but a man who cares deeply about his craft? Normally, when things get on top of me, I just do some Scientology or hire a busload of hookers. But I can't even remember the words of the Scientology Lord's Prayer at the moment and have had a strange itching sensation in my shorts area since I attended a recent Pampas Grass party. Desperately yours, Tom Bruce. Dear Tom, may I offer you my simplest condolences that you're feeling this way. I can certainly understand why you're feeling more shaken than B.A. Baracus. I didn't see the interview myself, as I was on tour doing an astronomy gig to a group of hippies and women at the time, but I read about it and have spoken to Logan and understand where he's coming from. Sometimes, with people we don't know, it pays to show a little sensitization. Some people, and when I say that, I'm including the Welsh and Australians, tend to resent people making differences to their romantic encounters with livestock. You told him he shagged sheep, man. God for Dom. On that other note, I hope the itch clears up soon. A lot of my friends who were at that party recently seem to be having that problem at the moment. But thankfully, I'm okay, as I only did the maiden Mrs. O'Leary that night, as I was a bit high on Dakar, and thankfully stayed away from some of the skanks, like that headmistress and that blonde politician woman. Go to a clinic, man. My friend Greg knows a good one. In general, though, it might be time to man up a bit. Everybody gets a smack in the face and a dose of the clap from time to time. Don't stop what you're good at. The world would be a sadder place without your movies, where you usually play the angry little guy with that weird run. Sincerely, Honzi. All right, thanks a lot for that, Honzi, once again. Uh, any of you have got any personal problems, you can either write us a letter or you can do what Tom did and send the message direct to Honzi and he will solve your problems as he, uh, as he did so effectively there. Ding dong, you're not wrong. Should we go and do Post of the Week? Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Post of the week, Shakers. Props to Linda Donnelly, Donegal, Ireland. Patrick was rummaging through some old photos in the attic. He came across one he hadn't seen in years, an old friend, Eddie Smith. The photo was old and it was very faded. They hung out together back in the day in their childhood days in Dublin. But Eddie's family had to move south due to work, and that was the last they saw of each other. Patrick wondered how Eddie was doing, and for days and weeks, he couldn't get him out of his mind. A neighbour suggested, take time to look him up. After months of careful research, hey, good skills, Patrick, he traced him to a cotton mill. Good old Eddie had done very well for himself, worked his way up to chief cotton buyer for the mill. Patrick boarded the train to go and see him. The next day he was deliriously happy as he went into the reception area of the mill and asked the receptionist to inform Eddie that an old friend was waiting downstairs to see him. Patrick's heart sank when the receptionist informed him that Mr. Smith had gone abroad to buy cotton for the mill and wouldn't be back for at least four weeks. 
Hattrick said he would try again in four weeks. And that, Shakers, is how it went on and on and on. Every time Patrick went to the mill to see Eddie, he was informed he'd just left to buy cotton for the mill. But one day the receptionist took pity on Patrick and said, Look, I've just spoken to Mr. Smith's secretary, and she assures me that he's very eager to see you after all these last years. And he will definitely, absolutely, certainly be in the office 18th of next month. And he made that a very firm promise. He will not go anywhere that day to buy cotton. Patrick had his assurance, and the weeks flew. The 18th came along. Patrick walked into the reception area with his spring in his step, when suddenly the receptionist told him he'd be disappointed yet again. But this is cook, moaned Patrick. Please don't tell me he's gone off to buy more cotton. Every time it's the same old shite. Mr. Smith isn't here right now. He's in Egypt buying cotton. No, 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 said the receptionist. It's worse than that. You see, Mr. Smith dropped dead in the car park the other day. What? cried Patrick. My friend, Eddie, dead. Ed is dead. I don't believe what I'm hearing. I know how you must be feeling, she sympathized. But perhaps you would like to see the monument that the company set up over his grave. It's just across the road. Look in that cemetery. Patrick dragged his tired feet over to the cemetery and walked up to the huge black marble monument erected over Eddie's grave. And through his tears, Patrick began to read the magnificent gold lettering carved on front of the monument. Here lies Eddie Smith. Gone but not for cotton. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, Linda. Thanks very much. Okay, that's all, folks. Next week, we've got a man who self-identifies as a cowboy. Morgan Freeman will be reading us a nice poem about craps. Uh, Paula McSerry requested that one. And don't forget, as we said before, you can put in requests for any topic. Um, And... Morgan will write that poem. And I must stress that Paula did ask for a poem about the immortality of crabs, and she put in brackets uh, crustaceans just so that Morgan didn't get confused. You know, <laughs> I, I, I do hope he doesn't get confused. He won't get confused, will he, Ray? No, he won't. <laughs> oh, he sent me the file, but I've not listened to it yet. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> A million thanks uh, for your support, Shakers. Let's have some more Lost in Translation stories where you tell us about how you've ever embarrassed yourself abroad. And keep posting, please, on Black Milkshake. Yes, and also, most importantly, please share this podcast link and tag uh, Yorma Kirko. That's Yorma with a J and Kirko with K-I-R-K-K-O and Ray Mack. And write a short line about why you enjoyed today's show or the show in general. Remember, we can only keep making this show if new listeners keep finding us. So please tell a friend and keep those Spotify five-star ratings, uh, folks, and Apple reviews coming in for Elise. And special thanks to Morgan Freeman, Tom Bruce, Tim Hallam, Jonah Rourke, James Joyce, Irish Pop, Pro Radio UK, Eamon McAndrew, See you all next week, Shakers. Good skills. Good skills. 
Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormar Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023